Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by a very special guest. Dr. Robin Graham is the founder and owner of Robin Graham LLC and the creator of the Purpose to Results Method with an emphasis on mindset, strategy, and action for one-stop business growth coaching. She helps entrepreneurs leverage their God-given gifts to grow businesses for a lifetime of limitless earning potential and have a meaningful impact without an emphasis on social media And I'm so excited to chat with you. We have so much to dig into, and I know so many people are going to love this episode. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Tara. This has been a long time coming. I've been watching you online and everything. And I think way back at the beginning of the year, you and I were both speakers at a summit. And I remember thinking then, I really want to connect with her and get to know her more. So this is perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Yeah. I felt the same way. It's so funny how you come across people and then it's like, like I've been listening to your podcast and like following you. And it's like, I felt like I already kind of knew you before, even though this is the first time we're speaking and connecting. Yeah. Awesome. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about you and kind of how you got started. And I'd love to hear about your experience with social media as a business owner. Oh, absolutely. So quick, quick background check with me. I have a doctorate in pharmacy by degree. And for many years, I was an entrepreneur doing medical writing and consulting for managed care organizations, pharmaceutical companies, and marketing agencies in the healthcare arena. And then about 13 years ago, I decided to follow my passion and I became a professional photographer and I focused on headshot and branding photography. During that time, I realized how many business owners did not understand the value of building a solid foundation first and creating a personal brand, but not only that, having a brand marketing strategy. And everyone was emphasizing social media. And I realized nobody knew what about SEO. Nobody knew how to use their images and really gain value from them by driving traffic to their website. So that's how I, I started becoming more of a business growth strategist. I got certified as a brand strategist and really dove into the marketing side of the business. And that's where I am today. I'm a business growth strategist, and I love helping other small business owners create that foundation so that they can grow without having to be on social media. My personal relationship with social media is that when I was a photographer, it was a great place to showcase images to really showcase my work. And I enjoyed supporting other photographers. I have never officially used social media to grow my business because I've always had an SEO foundation on my site. And that SEO strategy is what has driven most of my clients to me. Even as a photographer, they found me through SEO. Social media, because I am a person that has anxiety anyway, and because I am an introvert, so an anxious introvert, 
Social media can be one of my, I think, worst enemies sometimes in terms of going down that trap of comparison or imposter syndrome and thinking, oh my gosh, they were on the scene before I was, they were already building their client base. How am I ever going to catch up? Who's going to hire me if they're already working with them and so on and so forth. And seeing all of the distractions would take me away from where I had actually felt like I was standing firm, where I had put my stake in the ground. And then I would get intimidated and distracted and kind of back off and start to procrastinate. So about a year and a half ago, I I was praying and um, I'm very, I'm very faithful. Like I, I, my Christian faith is very important to me. So I hope that's okay to talk about it here. But I did, um, I was praying and, and I just really felt this intuitive message saying, get off of social media, just get off of Instagram because there was so much from a political climate perspective. There was so much from a comparison perspective. And I went off of it for a month. I did a sabbatical and it was freeing. I had always created blog content. I'd always created podcast content, but I really put forth a ton of effort into those two things and the SEO on my website. And I started getting more clients and I thought, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be trying to grow my business on Instagram, which wasn't bringing me clients anyway. And I stepped away from it. When I went back, didn't feel good. Nothing changed. So, you know, I wasn't getting clients from it. So I stepped back away from it. And so still to this day, the majority of the traffic to my website is all organic searches based on the keywords and key phrases that I have in my SEO strategy. I love that so much. I kind of, I love that you also shared that you did a sabbatical because I kind of did the same thing. Mine was like an eight month long (laughs) period where I had so much content already created. I just let it keep going out, but I wasn't actually going on Instagram and trying to force myself to engage or like consume other people's content. And then at the end of the eight months, I was like, this has felt amazing. Like I've been able to focus on what really lights me up, which for me is SEO, blogging and my email list and go all in on those things. And I, I hear a lot of people have asked me and I'm so I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. When you first decided to leave social media, did did you have a fear around it? Because I hear from a lot of people that they're like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I'm scared to because I feel like it'll affect my growth. I don't think I had fear. I would say I didn't feel afraid. I did have doubts once in a while, like, am I missing out? Almost like FOMO, right? Mm -hmm. Am I missing out? Or are there people there? Like, for example, right now I'm in the middle of a launch for my group mastermind. And I'm like, I'm so like every now and then think, well, maybe I should post it on Instagram. And I'm like, no, I've been called to stay off of it and I don't mm-hmm. need it. So it's that, I think it's the FOMO more than it is like, you know, that fear of missing out versus a fear of, is it going to hurt my business? Because statistically it's not going to hurt my business because I know that has never been a big traffic. It has opened doors for me in terms of people connecting with me and finding me and building relationships with me on that platform for speaking opportunities or summit opportunities. But again, those aren't big business conversion activities for me. So no, I I don't say I, I don't think I had fear. 
I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit of the FOMO. <laughs> like I, I yeah. have those moments too, where I'm like, Oh, should I, should I? And then I'm like, no, you're not missing it. Like just, it's not for you. Let's go send an email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love email marketing. I feel like that's such a great way to really connect with people on a more intimate level too. And you're showing up in their inbox and you're giving them value that they don't have to then go. So they're on their computer working anyway. They don't then have to go get on their phone or log into another platform. It's all right there on their computer. And I think it, there's a lot to be said for simplicity, ease, and grace. And I think that email marketing lends to that. Yeah. I think too, for a lot of introverts, especially, and I found this, it's like, it's become a lot easier for me to write and send an email because it's almost like I I know that I have permission to, because they've signed up for my email list. They they can they have like they can remove their consent at any time for me to be in their inbox. Um, whereas with social media, it always felt like I was just adding to the noise, kind of like standing on top of a mountain, like shouting out like. Hey, here's an awesome post. Here's some value. Here's a promo. Like, well, and if you look at it, and this is the perspective that I take, the the statistics are like two percent of your followers will actually see your content. I mean, we know that you know social media platforms are driving traffic to those that are paying, right? And so, if you're not paying, only about two percent of your followers are going to see your content, whereas your email list. It may be equal to your number of followers, or it may be more. But if you look at your open rates, the average open rate is somewhere between 25 and 40%. So on average, you're probably going to have at least a 33% open rate. So how many more people are consuming your content when you send an email versus when you're posting on social media? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love email. I, I say it's like, It's such a powerful thing once, and I know it's hard at the beginning to kind of like, I've heard from some people like, oh, it takes me like hours to write an email and like it it gets faster the more you do it. And the more you, I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning about making sure you have your foundation and your brand strategy in place that is going to Mm -hmm. help you show who you are and come across in a way and write those emails easier and speak to your audience. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And really, you can create your own template for your email marketing. I think, you know, when you focus on hitting a pain point, recognizing that you understand and feel their pain, telling a story around that, and then giving them the solution that you offer or some sort of value, you can do it and just like almost plug and play, right? Put things into a template and then your messages are consistent, but you're providing different value and different learning opportunities with each one that you send out. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll be doing something, I'll be outside and I'll, something will come to me, some kind of story or something will happen. And I'm like, oh, I should, I should like include this in an email. I think it's funny or it relates to like how I'm feeling right now. And my audience will love it. But if I don't write it down right then and there, I'm going to forget about it. So I have so many Google Docs on my phone that are like the start of emails. It's just like Mm -hmm. a story that I want to share. And then I open that doc back up and I'm like, okay, now how can I flush this out um, and actually deliver value with this story? Yeah. Yeah. It it does get easier with time. I know um, like with storytelling for sure, I'm 
I, I find that sometimes I'm a very direct and to the point kind of writer. So I have to kind of force myself to sit and be like, okay, what's the story behind this? Like, let's just not be so direct. I need, I need to share more of the like meat and potatoes and get people engaged and actually read the entire thing. You know, it's funny that you say that. I think our personalities are so much alike because I tend to do the same thing. And it's like, okay, wait a second. I really need to elaborate on that so that they understand where I'm coming from. Because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really easy to just say X, Y, Z, and then be done. But people need a little more entertainment. They they need more Mm -hmm. details. They need that social proof. And so when you think of it as providing social proof, you can tap into just about any conversation you have with anyone, even if they weren't a client or maybe just from a discovery call or maybe from, you know, different things that people have said in a networking environment or whatever. And you can take that information and weave a story that is impactful, that really shows how you get results. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because so much, so often I'll see somebody will say something or in a call or like on Voxer chat and it will spark something in me. And then I'm like, oh, I should share that with my email list. Like I definitely treat my email list as like a community and it's really, it's really my personal place. Like I am so vulnerable with my email list and I was never that way with social media content. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's intimidating. Um, to think about putting yourself out on social media because there is so much perfectionism there. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that is just not organic and authentic. And that can be so distracting. And it can also add a lot of anxiety and pressure to anyone who thinks they have to be on that platform. I like to call it chaos because it really takes you away from who you are in the moment and forces you to present yourself in a way that is pleasing to everyone instead of just those soulmate clients that your ideal client avatar that you really genuinely want to work with can serve and help effectively and also feel fulfilled when you're working with them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like it, because if you're trying to appeal to everyone or put up this shiny, perfect, image, which I've, I'm definitely guilty of that when I, when reels first came out and everyone's like, you have to show up on reels, like reels are where it's at. You have to do video. You have to do all these things. I tried it and it was so awkward and terrible. And it kind of, it really diluted my message and my brand and really who I am authentically. So nobody, I was like repelling everyone because people could tell it, it was not real. It wasn't authentic. And it wasn't perfect and polished. So it it really didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think that just because someone says we have to do something or should do something doesn't mean that it's right for us. And it doesn't mean we have to accept that as the end all be all either. And I think we hear so much of that. The digital marketing is social media. No, there's so much more to digital marketing than social media that you can step away and your business isn't going to fail. Now, Mm -hmm. if you are a social media influencer and every penny that you make is coming directly from sales that you've generated from Instagram, that's a different story. But for the majority of us who are small business owners and entrepreneurs, that's not the case. You may, you may attract someone to book a discovery call with you. 
you're more likely to get someone to subscribe to your email list, but you don't have to be there 24 seven or at all in order to grow your business. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that put the nail in the, like, I need to leave for Instagram in particular was just the volume of direct messages. And I'm the kind of person that, you know, if somebody sends me a text message, I either reply right away or I reply like days later. (laughs) So there's no in between. And I found that I was the same way with direct messages. I would open it, read it, be like, I I just don't have the, the capacity to respond right now. Market is unread to go back later. And then eventually they would start to build up and I would have like a hundred marked as unread need to reply messages. <laughs> and that then it would start to bother me that I had all these messages and I wasn't responding. And it there's a lot of pressure with showing up and, and being there, not maybe not 24-7, but like at least checking in like every day. And it's a lot if you If that kind of thing kind of depletes your energy, especially as an introvert who has social anxiety where, you know, talking to other people, even if it's not face-to-face, is very energy draining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it it was the, the sales and promotional DMs that I got every single day, all day long. And, you know, they, the, the phrase, oh, I love your content. Here's what I do. And do you want to hire me? more or less in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. right? Of course, it was not that short. It was all of this gobbledygook. But that stuff drove me crazy because no, they hadn't consumed my content. No, they don't know anything about me. And it's funny because I went on there the other day because I still like to catch up with my nieces and see what they're doing and that kind of thing. But there was a client I had been working with and I just, we were working on some different strategies. So I just reached out to her on there and this person had reached out to me and said all of this stuff. And I responded back. I said, thanks for reaching out, but I don't use social media to grow my business. And she thanked me for being honest. And I'm like, if you'd read my profile, you would know. (laughs) Yeah, I get the same, still the same. And my last post on Instagram was from June, 2022. And it was, this is goodbye. I'm leaving. If you want to like yeah. stay connected, go grab a freebie and get on my email list. Cause that's where I'm going to be showing up. And I still like, there's daily messages of people like I can improve your um, social media or get you X number of followers. And I'm like, you did not look at my profile at all. You copied and pasted. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot to be said for selling in DMs. I think it does probably work for certain people, but there's an appropriate way to do it. And I think we've lost the sense of humanity because of these platforms. Oh, well, I can hide behind a DM. They're not really going to know who I am. So I can say whatever I want and then hopefully I'll convert them. But to me, it dehumanizes the the value of relationships as well. And I really think that we need to step back into building relationships because at the end of the day, that's how businesses are going to grow. And I think email marketing, even podcasting, even writing really valuable blog posts are going to provide that value and help someone connect with you on a deeper level and see you as an authority versus content that is posted in a square box on a platform that you don't own and that could be stripped away from you at any point in time Mm -hmm. if your account is hacked. So 
it adds a level of vulnerability that as business owners, we don't necessarily need to have to worry about. Yeah. And the thing that gets me too with social media, it's like, even if you put a ton of like time and energy and effort into creating an amazing piece of content that is like going to resonate with your ideal audience, like you said, only 2% of your followers will see it. And it only has a lifespan of like a couple of hours versus a blog post that can last several years if optimized properly and starts getting organic traffic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, I think the bottom line is that if if it doesn't feel good to you, you don't have to be there. You can you get to choose. And as business owners, I think that is a luxury that we have that a lot of people don't have when you're working a nine to five. We get to choose the platforms that we use and that become the mainstay for our business growth. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's really just about figuring out what's what's going to feel good and work for you and then digging into it because we're all different. Like I, I think we see a lot of the somebody who is an extrovert and thrives on video. Like, yeah, they're they're probably like going to do really well on Instagram reels and get tons of comments and leads and all of that. But if that's not who you are or what feels natural to you, you may be better off connecting with your audience in ways that do feel natural because that is that is going to come across. Like those reels I did were so awkward and terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I deleted them. I think I deleted them. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's true though. I think at the at the end of the day, everybody should take away from this conversation that it really is about what makes you feel good as you're walking your journey because we're not meant to walk journeys and paths that other people are walking and we're meant to do it our own way and the more authentic and genuine we are with where we show up and how we show up, the more likely we are to build trust. And since trust determines buying practices, building that trust is ultimately the key to our overarching success. I'm so glad that I was able to have you on the podcast because I feel like I've been I've been kind of like talking about this and, and shouting it out, like, do what feels good, like what is sustainable to you? How, how do you like get your energy or what like depletes your energy? And a lot of times for introverts, it's not social media, but I love that you're on here as like another example of somebody who is like amazingly successful without social media. Everyone needs to follow Robin because like listen to her podcast and everything that she does, because this is, you're just another amazing example of somebody who has done it without social media. Thank you. That's such an honor that you said that. And I do want to encourage your listeners because when you have an SEO strategy on your website, and I know SEO is not sexy and everybody thinks SEO, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I'm so afraid of it. It really doesn't have to be. It can be simple. But here's the thing. When you have SEO and people start to find you on Google, when Google starts ranking you, you're going to open the door for so many more opportunities because people will truly see you as an authority and an expert in your space. And you're going to open doors for speaking engagements, for being a speaker at a summit, for being a guest blogger, being podcast guest. The the doors just open and people can find you 
anywhere at any time versus having to be on a social media platform that maybe they don't want to be on either. And the other important fact that I want to leave you with is that when people go to Google, they are ready to buy. They're looking for a solution. When people go to social media, they are just gathering information. So if you are present on Google and someone is looking specifically for what you offer, if you rank on Google, you're more likely to convert those visitors to paying clients. That is so true. That's that's the power of search. And I mean, it's it's honestly so true because in the past, like when I was looking for a new podcast manager a couple of years ago, I was, you know, I would maybe come across a few on Instagram, check out their profile and their websites. But when I was ready to actually hire, I didn't remember that. I just went to Google and just searched podcast management services. <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it really does happen that way. That is awesome. I love this conversation and everyone who is listening who is an introvert, if you're ready to say goodbye to social media, definitely go check out Robin's podcast. It's absolutely amazing. And yeah, we'll have the link to that and her website in the show notes. And thank you so much. This is such such an amazing conversation. Oh, and I do want to say, I forgot to mention too, that you are also a best-selling author and your book is called You, Me, and Anxiety. Take action over anxiety to enjoy being you. I I can't, I need to go grab that because I, I didn't even see that. <laughs> um, and I need your book. That sounds amazing. So we'll have that link in the show notes as well. Thank you. I appreciate that so much, Tara. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.